reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus' father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Gospel of the Lord. In this prophecy of Simeon, we see this first glimpse that Mary, Mary's joy is going to contain some real sorrow. Now, I don't suppose that when Mary gave her fiat to the angel Gabriel, she was expecting the type of sorrow that she was going to experience in life. She was filled with joy that she had been chosen to bring the Messiah into the world. And indeed, that was Mary's greatest joy, to bring the Messiah to the world. Quickly, she learned that her greatest sorrow was going to be to give the Messiah to the world. And we know how the world treated him. And how she, as his mother, had to stand by and watch. And there, she, I'm sure that as a mother, she just continually prayed for her son. And felt his pain and his sorrow when he was rejected by so many. Tested by the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Eventually rejected and crucified. Oh, imagine the sorrow. And that her greatest joy. To bring the Messiah to the world. Is going to become her greatest sorrow. To give the Messiah to the world. But in Simeon's prophecy. There's a beautiful thing here. And he says that the sword will pierce her. Yet, he says there is a purpose for her suffering. And that purpose is that the thoughts of many hearts would be revealed. You know, in our own lives, oftentimes we experience various sufferings. We experience various trials. If we know, we can see God's purpose in them. They are so much easier to bear. And even our sufferings can lead us to joy if we know God's purpose in them. Think of a mother who brings forth life, who brings forth a child into the world. And, and the pain and suffering she goes through to bring that about. Yet, it is her greatest joy to bring this life into the world. When we know the purpose of suffering, then our suffering can indeed be turned into joy. And so God cared for the Blessed Virgin. And though he knew her life would be a life of suffering, he also gave her that purpose that would carry her forward. And indeed, that is the purpose of the Messiah, to reveal our hearts so that we can even see our own hearts. So that we can, and we can see God's heart. That we can see the heart of God who loves us so dearly. Loves us so much that he would suffer his passion and crucifixion on our behalf for us. And we see our hearts. We see our hearts many times as wicked. Yet we also know that God's love can fill our hearts. Can cleanse us of our wickedness. Can cleanse us of our sinfulness. 
bring us into new life, bring us into new relationship with him. Mary carried this sorrow throughout Jesus' public ministry, throughout all those years as she watched his rejection, the attempt to kill him in Nazareth, and so many times how her heart must have broken for her son. And we share in her sorrows. We share in our sorrows whenever we see our loved ones who rejected God and rejected the church. We share in her sorrows when we see the world being driven by violence and greed and, and division and dissension among people. Even within the church, we see people arguing. Why? Can't we bring our focus back upon our Savior and not upon the little petty little arguments that we have in this world? Let us rise above this world. And when we see those who are trapped in the divisions and the anger and the violence of this world, we share in the sorrows of the Blessed Virgin. Because we share in that sorrow for the, their desire for all the world to receive her Messiah, to receive and, and praise and worship him. Yes. We share in those sorrows. Now, one of the things that I'll mention in today, because this, again, is the, the memorial of the seven sorrows, or the Sor Our Lady of Sorrows, is the seven sorrows of Mary. It's actually a, it's a special type of rosary. And you can find this rosary in various places where you have um, seven groups of, of nine beads instead of five groups of ten, if I've got the number correctly. Um, anyway, there are... This, the meditation is on these seven sorrows of the Blessed Virgin. And this is a, a very beautiful rosary. I don't know that it originated with St. Bridget, but St. Bridget certainly gave impetus to it and began to reflect upon the graces that come from it. But the seven sorrows of the Blessed Virgin, and the very first of those seven sorrows, the prophecy of Simeon. The prophecy of Simeon. It's interesting, and the first two of these sorrows are actually two of the joyful mysteries of the rosary. Because there's great joy in her son being proclaimed the Messiah, and the sorrow and the prophecy that her heart will share in that piercing. And then the second sorrow is again one of the joyful mysteries, and that is losing Jesus. He and Joseph lost Jesus for a while. And then found him in the temple. And again, the sorrow of being finding yourself absent from God, absent from the very purpose of your life, the joy in finding him again. And then the third sorrow, the flight into Egypt. It's a joy that God had preserved them from death, but having to leave everything behind to go live in a strange land and to know. How many had been killed for your son because they thought they would be killing the Messiah? The joy and the sorrow of the flight to Egypt. And then we come to the passion. Where Mary, Jesus meets Mary on the way of the cross in the Villa Dolorosa as he comes to Mary on the cross. On, on his, on his, while he's carrying his cross there along the way. The sorrow of his mother watching him suffer and in such pain. 
there's the sorrow of the crucifixion. And she stood there by Jesus as he was being crucified to share in his pain, to share in his sorrow, to lessen his pain by her very presence. He is giving herself to her Messiah in a very real and palpable way. Then the sorrow of the Pieta as Jesus is removed from the cross and placed in her arms. And she looks upon her son, the one whom she bore, the one who, through whom God, not only, she did not only bring life, she bring life to the world. God brought life to the world through her son, through her bearing of her son. There he is now, dead in her arms. And finally, she lays him in the tomb. The burial of Jesus, the last of the seven sorrows. And why do we reflect upon those? Isn't that kind of a downer to reflect upon the sorrows of our Blessed Virgin? To reflect upon those sorrows because we have sorrows in our lives. And one of the wonderful things about the sorrows that we carry is that we share them with the Blessed Virgin. Because Sorrow, when it is shared, is diminished. Joy, when it is shared, is expanded. So when we suffer grief, when we suffer sorrow, we can look to the Blessed Virgin, particularly the Blessed Virgin at the Passion. We can let her share our grief, carry our grief. We can share our grief with hers and share her grief with ours. And together, we can find the pain of our grief greatly lessened. So I encourage us all, when we go through sorrows, we go through pains, to be able to reflect upon the sorrows of our Blessed Virgin, to allow her grace to diminish the pain of our own grief. Let us go to God now in prayer. <clears throat> 